Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Loop Podcast via Cognizant. Uh, today, I'm talking to Amber, who is the Senior Director of Demand Gen at Reach Desk. Amber, welcome to the show, and thanks for doing this. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, you have a pretty important role. I'm sure a lot of responsibilities, and it's probably not an easy one. And we're really excited to talk to you uh, today about basically the world of Reach Desk and doing Demand Gen in a pretty competitive space. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about like what is going on at Reach Desk. What's the current focus? Um, how are you guys going to market? Just kind of like a little background on where you guys are at as a company and how you're thinking about uh, capturing and creating demand. Yeah, well, um, ReachDesk, as I hope every listener knows, is a, a direct mail and gifting platform. Um, we are, uh, you know, it, it, we're known as an, a direct mail and gifting platform. We are also an all-bound engagement platform, um, and that's uh, something that is a relatively a relatively new term. Um, however, the conversation of all-bound is not is not what's new. Um, so, you know, obviously what we do is we are able to help our customers and prospects connect into, you know, those tough to tough to get accounts to establish relationships via, you know, sending, whether it's a gift card, a personalized gift, um, creating moments that matter really, um, in addition to helping, you know, with employee engagement advocacy and customer advocacy um, as well throughout the, you know, the customer lifecycle journey. All right. So uh, all bound engagement platform. Uh, wow. Uh, is that because direct mail is not sexy anymore? Uh, no, I don't think that it's because it's not sexy anymore. I okay. think that honestly, um, it's, it's really actually connecting with what it's doing and what it's supporting. And if you think about what Allbound is, and that's actually something I think we're gonna talk about, is like Allbound, what is it? You guys had an ad recently, I totally caught it and was like, oh my God, I love that they're talking about this. Um, Allbound is really mostly known as kind of like a, a sales strategy of you know your sales team going, you know, managing both inbound and outbound and working in an all-bound motion. But really, like the way that we, d- we define all-bound or, you know, I define all-bound is actually working in collaboration um, with your teams, across your teams, and your strategies, the way that your strategies are interconnected. So if you think about, you know, working collaboratively with your team and having your strategies be connected and collaborative, um, well, there's a lot of people that still struggle with that. There's a lot of, you know, I'd say that we can all address that there have been failures with lack of collaboration, be it with teams or campaigns. So if you will, if you're a marketing team and you put out a piece of collateral, you run a campaign, it quite often happens in silos a lot of the time. When you're working across your teams and you're creating campaigns that are segmented, you're creating that all bound motion. And then the engagement aspect of of what it is is that's where we come in it's um the gifting element is creating that engagement in that strategy via these touch points across the customer journey so if you think about running any type of marketing campaign working with your sales department 
making sure those campaigns are segmented. You've got touch points across the buyer journey. You're not just having an event. You're not just hosting a webinar, but you have seamless messaging throughout. And then you're leveraging gifting to increase the connection and touch points and education throughout those different, um, throughout those different moments. This is, this is some fascinating stuff. I mean, it's basically having the inbound and outbound engine humming on all cylinders. I, I love the point about the consistency throughout the experiences in marketing and sales. I think that's also key and having that message resonate across all those buyer types and touch points. Uh, getting into some of that stuff, you guys have probably you know content, SEO, ads, video, brand, then you have uh, probably some, I guess you could say, coordinated campaigns. You're probably doing some ABM. Uh, how do you guys think about um, reaching the buyer where they hang out online, so to speak? How, how do you guys go about that whole thing? Because, you know, what I'm realizing is buyers are not really spending a lot of time reading corporate blogs anymore. They're spending less and less time on B2B websites. So, you kind of have to go reach them where they're at. How are you guys thinking about it at Reach Desk? Yeah, I think that, you know, we certainly are among, uh, you know, a list of, of companies like, you know, like yourself and like Cognizant, um, you know, a handful of others out there that are very aware of the behavior and that are not trying to force them into old patterns or what we want, but are very much a, this is, this is the way things are now. And this is the way that people are behaving. And I think like marketing and sales has, has evolved so much because of this. Um, so the way I'd say that, you know, we're approaching is uh, of course it's, it's embedded within our strategy. Um, but it's also internally like a culture that we've created to, the reason that, you know, the reason I'd say a lot of our buyers are there is because I think that modern marketers and modern salespeople are very, very interested in self-education and they find a lot of value in understanding what works, what doesn't work and, and understanding the trends. And so, you know, we're going to these places to learn. And so like we've adopted that internally within our own culture to, you know, to have a um, celebration of being aware of what, you know, the, the trends are going on. So I think that it's, it's both like a strategic and a cultural kind of a support system um, because, you know, like you have to be where your buyers are. Like, is there, is there someone who's been successful in, you know, selling a product by doing it in, you know, a closet um, or somewhere that's completely hidden from where their buyers are, are, you know, are at, I'd say that, you know, the, the very, very big and, you know, very well known is, is LinkedIn. Like we live on LinkedIn. Um, that is, we're not reading the blogs, you know, on the websites We're we're catching, you know, pieces of them on LinkedIn. We're catching snippets from influencers that we follow that have something to say about that piece. We are, you know, connecting in communities um, you know, be it like well-known ones or just kind of like general marketing or sales communities. Those are the places that we are. So I'd say that, you know, it's almost like, I'd almost say that there's a little bit of like a gorilla approach to the way that 
you know, a lot of companies are in where they're empowering their team members, their marketers, their salespeople to be in those places. And it's not for them to hard sell the products. It's to be a representative of that product and that brand and to be a respected thought leader, which in turn educates, you know, these buyers on what exactly these, you know, this company does. Yeah, I love the community bit. I think that's definitely a fast growing, uh, you know, element of importance in meeting the buyers where they are. Uh, Aside from LinkedIn, there are those little pockets where, you know, there's a lot of in-depth conversation going on about, hey, you know, go to market leaders. What are you guys using? What kind of tools are you using? What's working? What's not working? And having your uh, your marketers and sellers in those conversations, in those little pockets where it matters, I think is very important. And it's something that five, six years ago just like wasn't the thing. It was basically just SEO blogs, review sites, and that's it. Now you're having a lot more of that um, and, and it's becoming more important. So it's great you guys are thinking about that as well. Uh, getting into like the number of decision makers that happen in a B2B purchase now, uh, would you say that the 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 buying process for uh, buying reach desk has gotten more complex. Like, are you seeing that um, potential customers are taking a longer time to make a decision? There's more meetings that need to happen. There's more C-level decision makers getting involved in the purchasing decision. Like who usually buys from reach desk? Is it sales or marketing? How does it all work? Oh, well, it's definitely more predominantly, you know, the purchaser is the marketing department. And mm-hmm. as many marketers know, or we all know that no matter who it, who it ends up being utilized by, we end up paying for it. That is sort of the marketing burden. That yeah. We <laughs> yeah. We always uh, foot the bill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so I definitely say like our predominant buyer is marketing without question. Um, but we, but our product supports both marketing and sales. So, you know, it's important that our product is not just built for marketing as users, but of course the people that are using it within the sales department and the various others, um, other areas of organizations like HR that, you know, that oftentimes use the product once it's purchased. Hmm. Um, I would say that without question, we've absolutely had more, um, C-level involvement specifically, you know, CFO before getting over the line. And I think that that is not a reach desk specific problem, um, or experience. It is a economic, you know, kind of impact that we've all kind of felt and understandably. So, you know, that finance leaders, their roles are to ensure that, you know, what is being spent is having uh, ROI benefit to the business. And that's exactly why, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things that we talk about, um, and, you know, a good amount of our messaging talk about the ROI of our product, which, you know, we have minimum five X ROI is what are, you know, to be able to say minimum five, five X is, is a pretty good, pretty good thing. Yeah. I, I noticed you guys actually drive that as the main top line from the homepage, so leading with that, like ROI, ROI, ROI is like exactly the thing that those uh, budget unlockers want to hear. So I think you guys did a pretty clever job with actually leading with that um, with that value prop. I think that's pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were doing it long before the, the economy went where it went. Okay. And because it was, it was a huge selling point, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tools out there that like you have to buy. Um, or you want to have, and, and showing ROI is really hard on some types of tools to be able to be a product that actually can show ROI and then say a five X, you know, 
5X ROI is what we guarantee. Um, you know, that's just the, literally when I'm saying it's the lowest, I mean, that's what we're saying. Like, like we have a guarantee that's for a 5X ROI using the product. Um, and oftentimes it's much higher than that. We just have to set a baseline. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see what you mean because, uh, you know, like I, if you just compare it to like SEO services, you know, if you have a CFO asking, well, what's the ROI of uh, a six month SEO campaign going to be? It's kind of up in the air. It's kind of like that. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it depends kind of thing. Whereas you guys are saying, Hey, no five X boom, boom, boom. And I think that's pretty compelling. Uh, you know, the other thing I realized is that, um, if you guys are going all in on kind of the all bound demand creation angle with the marketing play, um, you're probably not focusing too much on like straight bottom of funnel demand capturing, right? So you guys are probably not trying to rank an SEO for like B2B corporate gifting platform or something like that. You're, it seems like you're taking a different approach to like content marketing in general. Like what's, what's your overall view on it? Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that's not something we're doing. I'd say that we're trying to wrap our hands around, you know, as many of the value adds to a business that you can from a marketing standpoint, um, in terms of, you know, our biggest focus right now, um, we are certainly focused on really kind of supporting the buyers and kind of guiding them through, you know, their journey. So, you know, Obviously, our strategic like marketing approach is is to really you know, leveraging the ABM strategy, working collaboration with sales team, using tools that um, that support that, and then from you know a messaging and content perspective, like our goal is to provide value to our buyers because kind of going back to you know how is buying different and where are people hanging out. Buyers want to be informed and, you know, it's, it's our job to educate them and, and put information in front of them that's, that's relevant to them. That's not just about us and what we do, but, you know, for example, um, Reach Desk Unwrapped is something that we've been working on, which is talking about our story and how we've, how we've implemented, you know, the ABM strategy, how we've, um, how we tailor and like work, how we hire our BDR team. Like, what is the enablement we do for this? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I'd say that, you know, we're always looking to better ourselves as marketers and as individuals. And we oftentimes, you know, we, we look to leading brands to see how did they do it? And, and there's a lot more of that transparency happening in um, storytelling. And I think that's what people want you know, people want to know and they, they want to learn about. And that's part of the process of kind of gaining brand recognition, creating trust, and then ensuring that, you know, the, the time in which we are, you know, bringing our um, kind of sales team in is obviously when they are ripe, you know, when they're at the right stage of the buying process where they are aware of the pain points, they're aware of the general strategies, the sometimes various solutions, all towards, you know, when they get towards the end of the buying journey, where they're more ready for purchases, that's when we come in and talk about reach desk as a business and how we solve those pain points. Nice. Yeah. I love, I love how you guys think about that. Um, well, we're basically at the end and, uh, we have, uh, one thing that we do with everybody that comes on the show. We basically, uh, ask what is one thing 
that you would tell marketers to start doing different? And what is one thing you would tell them to stop doing? So what do you got? Yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, I, I mean, if anyone's ever heard me speak before things that I talk about, like I am pretty obsessed with, you know, kind of analyzing the data and being aware of, of patterns and trends. I'd say in terms of starting, like ensure that you're doing that, ensure that you have a pulse on the various aspects of the types of things that you're measuring. Um, and that goes, you know, that goes beyond just kind of like the, the traditional metrics. And, and that goes beyond kind of like the end goal metrics that we're looking at, you know, pipeline meetings book and everything. Like what are the leading indicators that lead up to all of that? And can you assess and find, find um, directional information that lets you know that, you know, if something's higher or lower, be it your visits on your demo request page or the MQAs that you're bringing in, that you're going to have those conversion points. And so to kind of be aware of that and to do due diligence to kind of like dig into things and find patterns and kind of self-solve problems. Um, so start doing that. Um, stop doing that one. I think it's is probably more challenging for me to answer. Um, I'd maybe say stop thinking that the same things that used to work are, you know, the things that are going to work today. And I think that every marketer from every generation, from every kind of group and industry can each recall a thing that once worked and that doesn't anymore or how things have changed and evolved run, you know, another, you know, shift in wave of, of marketing and we have to be willing to evolve and not always rely on what used to work. So I'd say, you know, stop doing that and embrace change with all. Yeah. So innovate, know the data and embrace change. That's pretty solid takeaways on that. Well, thank you very much, Amber. Uh, this was really cool. I thought um, your take on the all bound stuff was really interesting. And it'll leave uh, the listeners with something to think about going forward. So um, appreciate you being on the show and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thank you. All right.